to a special edition of the Darden Admissions Podcast. I'm your host, Brett Twitty, and you are listening to a new episode. So on this episode of the podcast, I'm excited to share my recent conversation with three of my admissions colleagues, Christian West, Katie Yielding, and Whitney Kessner. Christian, Katie, Whitney, and I recently connected to talk all about event engagement and the role that events and connecting with current students and alumni plays in the MBA research process. If you're considering MBA programs, you're doing your research right now, this episode is essential listening. So without further ado, here's my interview with my admissions colleagues, Christian West, Whitney Kessner, and Katie Yielding. Christian, Katie, Whitney, welcome to the podcast. Thanks for having us, Brett. Glad to be here. Back, back, back again. Yeah, I know. I was about to say, y'all have all been on the admissions (laughs) podcast. Welcome back. Um, so great to have you here. Uh, we're here to talk about engagement, doing your research, learning more about DART and all these kinds of things. But before we really dive into the meat of the conversation, I want to check in with each of you, see how things are going. Uh, we're here recording this in, the, I think, the last official week of summer. So, um, man, can you believe it? It is early September. Gosh, where has the time gone? Katie, how are things? How are you doing? Thanks for asking, Brett. I am doing great. This is the beginning of the admissions evaluation cycle. We are so excited to already see so many early action applicants coming through the virtual doors right now as we've had a chance to interview people and start seeing some of their applications. So it's an exciting time for our team and gearing up to uh, learn more about all of you out there. And Christian, you were you were just on the podcast, um, and you're back now. Um, we checked in with you then. We're going to check with you, check in with you again here. How are things going? All is chill here in the Ville, Brett. Uh, <laughs> last time I was on the podcast, it, it it was it was midsummer, and uh, I was eagerly anticipating welcoming back the students, particularly since we are back in person here at at Darden. Uh, so our students are back. There's energy in the building. It, it's wonderful uh, to, to see all of them. Uh, so glad to be here. And Christian, we asked about your preferred coffee beverage during that podcast interview. It's pumpkin, pumpkin spice latte season. Um, will you be partaking? Brett, it is ironic that you asked this question today because this morning I went through the Starbucks drive through and I had my very first pumpkin spice latte of the season. Uh, granted, I had enough stars, so it was completely free, uh, but but thoroughly enjoyed it. Glad it's back. That's right. Hard to believe it. But yes, it's pumpkin season. I, I, you know what? I think there's some people out there, they would like it to always be pumpkin season. I don't know if you're, at, you're in that category, uh, but a strong coffee order. Um, maybe you knew today was a special day. You're going to be on the, <laughs> on the podcast. <laughs> Uh, yeah, it, it had an extra uh, espresso shot in there. So I'm, I'm caffeinated and ready to go. All right. And Whitney, um, I think amongst this crowd, you've probably been on the podcast, our, our family of podcasts and the Admissions Podcast Network. You've been on more podcast episodes than, than anyone. Um, oh, wow. Such I a know. distinction. Amazing. Um, Much card may get full soon. You may get a, a free podcast. <laughs> Yes, my frequent flyer card. (laughs) Well, how are you doing? How's your summer been? Summer was great. Feels like a blur, but, uh, you know, 
Christian got his latte. I grabbed my jean jacket this morning. It was cooler temperatures, so definitely getting excited for fall and still riding that high of the start of school and seeing all the students back. And it's a beautiful day here in Charlottesville and everybody's sitting outside and having some meetings, doing some case prep. So just love the energy. All right. Well, great to have you all here. It's always so much fun to have you on the podcast. Um, for those listeners who may be less familiar with you, who you are and your roles here at Darden, just want to get you formally introduced now that we've talked about how you spent your summers and the, what you've been up to lately. Um, Whitney, let's start with you. Um, what is your role? Uh, what, do you, what do you do here at Darden? Sure, Brett. Uh, so Senior Director of Admissions here at Darden, entering into my 15th admission cycle and have the pleasure of working with prospective students in all of our degree programs. I work most closely with our full-time MBAs, but also help you out with working professionals. And we have a partnership with the McIntyre School of Commerce and recruit for the Master's in Business Analytics. So um, pretty fun to engage with so many different prospective students across the portfolio of our degree programs. All right. And Christian West, what's your role? Thanks, Brett. Uh, I serve as one of, one of the senior directors of admissions as well, and I work most closely with all of our diversity, equity, and inclusion efforts. Uh, so that uh, it means I, I get to work with this wonderful DEI team that we have here in the admissions office, uh, our future year scholars, our director of women's recruiting, our director of international recruitment, um, and then also uh, directly manage a lot of our external partnerships with uh, organizations like MLT, Consortium, and Forte. All right. And last but not least, Katie, um, your role here at Darden, how long have you been here? I am entering my ninth year right now. Time flies when you're having fun. I, I serve as a director of admission here on the team, working most closely with our full-time program. And then also have the opportunity to work with several of our student groups who are involved in admissions efforts as well. All right, well, Katie, we're gonna stay with you for this first question. So I mentioned at the top that the focus of this podcast episode is to help prospective students as they think about learning about their target MBA programs, doing their research. We're in this mode with the pandemic where things are more virtual right now. Students may be wondering, gosh, how can I get a feel uh, for the community, for the places where I may be living and learning as an MBA student? Um, so how do you encourage candidates to think about leveraging events in their MBA journey? I think it's a great place to start. I think event engagement is all about getting to know the school, understanding what your options are, understanding what the NBA looks like broadly. And then this event engagement that you have with the program is gonna get more specific, more detailed as you get further into that exploration, as you navigate the various stages of the admissions process itself. So thinking about it um, really big picture early on, um, what is it that you're hoping to learn, targeting the types of events that are gonna help you gain that information. And then kind of structuring your, your research accordingly. So, um, you know, right now there's more opportunities than ever, more platforms than ever to, to get to know Darden, that in this virtual day and age, we can deliver so much um, in real time. But there's also so many recordings of past conversations we've had with members of the Darden community, uh, with admissions, with alumni. And so you know, taking advantage of what's available right now, but also looking back in our archives, whether it's podcast episodes or blogs or recordings of, of other webinars and seeing 
what information it is that you really care to learn and what's going to be the best way for you to find out more about that. Thank you, Katie. That's a great place to start the conversation. Whitney, uh, when people look at our events calendar, they may just, one, say, gosh, there's so much out here. And we've got everything from coffee chats to webinars uh, to workshops. How do you encourage candidates to think about you know, the kinds of events that we offer? What's the general strategy um, at play behind our event calendar? Sure. Um, we do have a wide range, and that's been something that our team has, I think, really enjoyed uh, thinking about how we can creatively uh, connect with our students, our prospective students, especially uh, virtually. So, um, you know, prior to the pandemic, many of our events were in person. Um, so some limits in terms of time and space, but now uh, being on these virtual platforms, we're able to connect with people all over the world, which has been absolutely delightful. Um, but we do have a, a really wide range of event types. So the webinars, those are sort of uh, for large groups, uh, an opportunity for us to share more information We've uh, had fun with um, the topics of those webinars from our application tips to, um, you know, certainly learning more about some of our programming, the Batten Scholars Program, student life, um, and then we've actually been partnering with the um, Albemarle um, uh, Chamber of Commerce, and uh, we'll, um, I'll be co-hosting one coming up, the eight great things to know about Charlottesville. So um, if you're not able to visit, we're bringing Charlottesville and all the amazing things that we have to offer to you. Um, so it's been fun. And, and again, uh, really uh, a great way for us to think creatively um, about topics and ways to connect. So webinars, coffee chats are kind of at the other extreme, if you will, a smaller group. Uh, those are very informal, getting to engage with members of our team, learn more about Darden, ask your questions, and then I think our most recently uh, launched uh, type of event are workshops. So those have been interactive, uh, getting to break down parts of the application process and engage you, prospective students, in learning more. So how do you craft your uh, narrative through the application process? How do you research and manage the, um, you know, sort of... Uh, understanding about your business school options, um, what's important to you, how do you map out your timeline. Uh, just recently we hosted one where putting the prospective students in our shoes uh, and, and get, uh, allowing them to be admissions committee, if you will, and, and working through some uh, hypothetical candidates and things to be thinking about. So um, those have been great. Uh, and I think it's really a, a wonderful flavor of the, of the Darden experience we teach and learn through the case method, which is high engagement discussion-based learning. So workshops feel uh, like we're riffing on that. You, obviously, so many different events to kind of meet people where they are in this process. If you're at that highest level, just looking to get more information, maybe a webinar, if you're working on your application, kind of want to drill down into a part of the application process, maybe a, a workshop, something like that, coffee chat, a chance to make a more personal connection. Christian, we're in this 
this year where things will continue to be uh, mostly virtual um, with the pandemic. And wondered if you had some thoughts, something that you would want to share with our listeners as to why um, we continue to have this mostly virtual event lineup. The things that you see as the benefits, I think sometimes people talk about, gosh, the events are going to be uh, mostly virtual, um, but there are real benefits uh, to virtual events too. And so I wonder what you would share with our listeners here. Uh, Brett, um, uh, most of our events are continuing to be virtual for two reasons. First, uh, as you mentioned, to be responsive uh, to the the changing dynamics of the global health pandemic. Uh, While we have returned fully to in-person classes uh, here in Charlottesville, uh, we've done so with some precautionary measures in place. Uh, And uh, there are changing dynamics here, and and we're prepared uh, to be responsive, you know, if if anything uh, takes place takes place uh, to ensure that the health of our our students, our faculty and staff. So that's one of the reasons why uh, all of our events um, are still virtual. Uh, The other uh, aspect of that is access. Uh, Last year, one of the unique things that, unique opportunities that we really leveraged is uh, by providing all of these virtual opportunities, we saw students engaging with us very different ways. Uh, we, We have a global program uh, here at Darden across all formats. And students are coming to us uh, from anywhere and everywhere around the globe. So by having these virtual events, uh, they can come to us wherever they are. So it, it's wonderful to host a session and say good morning, good evening, and, and good night uh, to some of our attendees because they are coming to us from around the world in different respective time zones. Um, it's also more efficient uh, for our prospective students uh, to engage with us. They can hop on a coffee chat uh, during their lunch break at work. Uh, they can you know, pop on a webinar uh, while they're still at home taking care of their families. Uh, so it just provides us a platform for students to engage uh, in, in, in with us and manage whatever responsibilities they still have uh, going on, uh, on on their daily lives. You know, the thing that I think about a lot is how expensive it can be to research programs. And, you know, if you've got an internet connection, you're able to log on, uh, you can you can engage with an M- MBA program uh, in this more virtual environment. So there's this incredible accessibility that comes with a platform. And um, I would say one of the things that's been really great, and this is for our, uh, this group generally, um, I'm interested in your, your thoughts on this. I mean, certainly, for me, over the past 18 months, I've been amazed by how you can still get to know people and kind of build a personal connection in this more virtual medium. Um, Katie, any any thoughts along those lines? I mean, I think we've, as mentioned earlier, we were really heavy in person and now we're um, mostly virtual, And but yet it's been such a positive experience. Yeah, I think we've all been pleased to see that across a lot of different industries that there's still ways to to connect. And, you know, in some ways we've been able to, to better deliver this information, as, as Christian said, to a much wider audience than ever before. And so, um, you know, we're, we're hopeful that that elements of that will just are going to be part of our new normal as we um, move forward too. Whitney, anything you'd like to add here? And I think with, uh, you know, sort of the, the virtual, it, it does we're learning different ways to interact with people. And, and so at times needing to be a little bit more proactive in, in terms of um, trying to find common ground, connecting. Um, and so I think that's been neat to um, neat to experience. I think the, the volume of events that we've been doing, we've been able to interact with people um, perhaps more than once. Um, you know, I 
getting back to the workshops. It's been fun to see candidates um, join us for a couple of those. Um, and so getting to know them a little bit more through the process. So um, I've enjoyed that. Well, great. Uh, well, we did say that the events will be mostly virtual. Now we are planning at least uh, for the early, early fall here to have some in-person tours. And, and Katie, I want to give you a chance to talk a little bit about uh, these small group tours that we'll be offering in Charlottesville for prospective students. Um, what would you share about this event opportunity? Well, this is us tiptoeing back into the waters of some in-person activity. And uh, as much as we have enjoyed in all of these virtual events, I think we're also you know, seeing that there may be safe ways to now gather in small groups here at Darden. With the launch of the this new school year, it's been very successful in terms of, of keeping everyone safe. And so admissions would like to open the doors to some small visits in September. And um, these would be primarily for people who may already find themselves in this region or traveling to this area. We want to keep in mind that, you know, the, the, the situation could change at any time. We wouldn't want people to um, you know, overextend their resources for a visit. And so you know, please keep in mind that if you do choose to register for one of these, uh, we would be delighted to see you, but it is in no way required of, of any applicant or in no way will be a part of our evaluation process. It's purely an opportunity for you to get to see these beautiful grounds, to meet up a few of our students and, and to chat with our team for a few hours. Uh, these will be fairly brief in nature, a chance to, to walk around, see things, and then we'll have uh, a small lunch together. For, for those who may be wondering, you know, what, what this is going to look like in person, we're going to try to keep as much of the time together outdoors as possible, including the meal. All right. So small, small group tours on the horizon uh, for September. Um, Christian, there are probably a number of listeners listening to this episode right now saying, well, I don't think I'm, I'm going to be able to visit. How can I continue to learn about Charlottesville? Whitney had mentioned the eight great things about Charlottesville uh, webinar. There are more than eight great things, uh, just to be clear. <laughs> true, very true. <laughs> um, but I'm uh, wondering how someone can get a feel for uh, what it's like to live and, and learn here. Um, that's always a question for our prospective students um, may, who may be less familiar with Charlottesville, Virginia. Yeah, Brett, um, I'll speak to, to, to two different ways. Um, we recently invested in the opportunity to create this virtual tour of Darden. Uh, so folks are really just trying to get a, a good understanding of the, the look and, and physical building of our campus. The virtual tour is a great opportunity uh, to explore all the different facets of our campus, whether it's what does a typical classroom look like for a first year student? Uh, what are the library resources where, where students can find themselves studying? Uh, they could uh, point out a, a uh, one of the many courtyards that we have here for a fresh air break to get some time outside. Uh, see the atrium where we hold our first coffee on a daily basis. Uh, so that's a great um, outlet for, for students just to see, you know, what are the facilities that we have here available uh, for, for all of our, our students. Um, I am a self-described uh, millennial and I leverage the many social media outlets uh, that we have available. And I love following a lot of our student organizations on Instagram because while that virtual tour will give you a good idea of the look of Darden, 
I think our students by, by expressing their kind of uh, authentic lived experience through social media really gives me that good feel. So um, I love uh, following the, the UVA Darden uh, social media account, and we're looking forward to some students doing some Instagram takeovers in a little bit uh, to, to share their voice. Um, but that gives me a, a, an idea of what the daily hum is like. Um, for our Darden students. And in addition to, to our general account, a lot of our student organizations have their own account. Uh, so uh, the Darden DSA, I can see how our students engaged in uh, the first event for the Darden Cup uh, last week and, and that it was a lot of fun. Or uh, videos from the Outdoors Club, which just uh, did their uh, welcome back uh, camping trip for our first year students. Um, our consortium group has an Instagram account as well. And uh, this past weekend, they chartered a bus and went out to some of the wineries out in Crozet. Uh, so that's a good way just to get an, an idea of, the, of our students' lived experience um, here at Darden. So great ways to, to virtually learn about the Darden community and the Darden student experience. Whitney, I want to come back to something that you mentioned earlier. So you mentioned a new event type that we have, what we're calling workshops that are designed to be more interactive than say a, say a webinar where you're kind of listening and, and processing. This is much more, much more interactive. I'm wondering what advice you would give a prospective student kind of listening to this and saying, all right, there are all these ways to virtually engage. Uh, when should someone think about a workshop? When's, when's the right time to start attending a workshop or, or two? Yeah, great question. You know, most of the people that we've been engaging with through the workshop are, are right sort of in the, the thick of the application process, sort of towards the beginning and, and starting their application. Um, so as we're coming up on that early action deadline and, and soon we'll have round one uh, with Darden and the consortium in, in October, um, we're engaging with a lot of those candidates uh, who are um, really thinking about how to put their best foot forward in the in the application. Um, I think they've been so valuable because they're able to hear from admissions, yes, but they're, you know, we're putting them into breakout groups. Uh, they're getting to meet each other. I think they're sharing a lot of ideas, best practices. Um, you know, we've uh, met some people who are very uh, organized and structured and, and how they're conducting their research. Um, so they've been sharing some tips. Uh, I think as you know, we've encouraged candidates to think very objectively about their application. Um, I think it's it's been so neat to hear how students or prospective students have um, really picked up on some, some interesting insights and shared that amongst each other. Uh, so I think it's really making um, this process more accessible, um, helping sort of demystify perhaps some of the elements of it. You know, we talk so much about it being a holistic admissions process. What does that mean? Um, and, uh, and why uh, do we approach the application in this way from an admission? Uh, standpoint. So, um, you know, so far it's been people who are, you know, beginning and, and uh, working on an application, but we do anticipate uh, continuing to host these through the fall. Um, and uh, I think, you know, always a good time to, to engage. Yeah, it's been great to look at the survey feedback from the sessions. Uh, it, so much of the feedback is we love the breakout rooms. We love meet, meeting each other and making those connections. Cause I think, you know, you're looking for community in a few different ways as, as a prospective student, right? Uh, to Christian's points earlier, you want to get a feel for the Darden community and in, communities at the MBA programs you're considering, but it's also to meet people. It's always so nice to meet people who are along this journey 
too, and kind of thinking about MBA programs and uh, the workshops have been great for facilitating that kind of interaction, just like the coffee chats also have that component too, where you might have a chance to, to meet a fellow prospective student or two. Um, so Katie, kind of picking up on what Christian shared earlier, maybe taking a little bit broad, broader lens, kind of moving out into the Charlottesville community. Um, how can someone uh, get a feel for Charlottesville, what it's like to live, live in Charlottesville, what things there are to do um, in this more virtual environment? What would you highlight for, for that person? for our Darden students, it's important to remember that they're, they're not just joining Darden, their time's not going to only be spent on Darden grounds, but they're a part of this broader University of Virginia and the Charlottesville community. And so spending some time exploring what that may be like, what the offerings are, and there's always so much going on at UVA. And then Charlottesville's a really uh, funky, delightful, relaxed type of place to spend a few years or, or maybe more. Uh, I'm always uh, so delighted by all of the students who end up coming back here frequently as they are alums for whether it's recruiting events or weddings or just to bring their family back to see it, that it, it's a place that tends to draw them back again. So as a prospective student who's just starting to learn about it, um, I do I agree with Christian. I think social media can be a wonderful way to see what Darden students or others are up to in this area. So follow some of those accounts of what, what Darden's doing and, and get a sense for that. And then just more broadly, you know, check out all the different types of art and music and um, outdoors activities that are available here. Those tend to be the things that our students are drawn to as well. There's so much accessible within just a few minutes of, of where we are that make it a really fun place to, to live for whether it's two years or much longer. So many, so many good points there. I think the, the great thing about Charlottesville is it's an integral part of the experience that people have as a, as a student here. It creates this opportunity for Darden and the, the community at, at Darden to really kind of be a, not just an academic hub, but also a social hub for students during, during their time in the program. Um, and it's the thing that we get so many questions about, um, but to your point, um, and when people are doing their research, you know, what's it like to live there? And then they matriculate, they come, and next thing you know, they're back for a one-year reunion, they're back all the time to recruit. Um, it's, it's something that people really come to value and cherish uh, over the course of their time in the MBA program. So Christian, I, I wanna kind of like transition our conversation to maybe some tips um, beyond just uh, the research phase, but um, that kind of relate to questions that we get from prospective students around event attendance and engagement. So um, the first one, people may be listening and like, all right, well, you got a lot of events on the website. I'm doing my research. What's the right number of events? Is there such thing as like too many events or like not enough events? Uh, what's, what's the optimal number here? Yeah, Brett. So I think the first question prospective students should ask themselves is what type of information do I need in order to make an informed decision on if to apply and then where to attend? And then based upon their, their, their answer to that question, in what format is it best for me to get that information? Because it might not be through attending an event. There, there's a wealth of, of resources out there, whether it's our social media accounts, our website, our Discover Darden blog, videos on YouTube, where students can really get context for uh, what the Darden experience is. Um, and that might not be through, it, through, it, through an event. Uh, for example, when I first came to Darden, I, I feel like I read every article on the D Discover Darden blog for the past couple of years. And that really gave me some insight to 
what the student experience is here, how we approach our admission evaluation, what factors are important to students um, when they're considering an MBA process. But when it comes to events, uh, I think they have to also ask the question of, okay, what format would be best to, to get this information? Uh, if, as we mentioned, if they're in the app, in the thick of the application phase and they want some tips on fine tuning their, their application, those workshops would be the best format. Uh, if they're gen just generally trying to get uh, information on Darvin and that they're at the beginning of their MBA exploration process, uh, maybe a webinar would be a more appropriate format. Um, if they have very specific questions that are pretty nuanced and not answered on the website or in a webinar, attending one of those coffee chats to get one of our admission committee members uh, uh, in real time uh, would be the most appropriate way uh, uh, to, to get that answered. And then when it comes to the, the number of uh, events, um, I, I think students really need to think about their managing their own time. Uh, well, I hope uh, we are the, the number one school of choice uh, for all of our prospective students. I recognize that there, there might be a wide variety of schools that they're applying to. Uh, so they're replicating this process multiple times over. And they have to think through critically uh, about how much time do I have dedicated to this while still managing all of my other responsibilities. And then they also have to think about our time too, uh, whether it's our, our faculty, our students' time, our alumni's time, us as admission committee members. Uh, and, and while we're happy to dedicate all of these resources to helping our prospective students really get to know Darted well uh, and make the most informed decision, uh, really coming to us uh, with an identified goal when they're engaging with us will be helpful in making sure that the student gets, gets their questions answered um, and that they, they, they leverage the opportunities that, that we do provide. Uh, so I won't say there aren't too many, there, there's never too many events, but students really need to have an artful balance in their approach uh, to this. Uh, just don't engage with us to engage with us and get one more interaction into your profile. Really be intentional uh, about uh, what you're coming to us for uh, and thinking to do the best way uh, to get that information. I love that point around intentionality. I think it squares with so much that we talk about when we talk about the application process, right? Really being focused and intentional about what you want to communicate uh, through your application materials. And as you tell that story of your background and your narrative, it makes sense that you would also approach the, the research process and learning about your target MBA programs with that same intentionality. Um, so Whitney, kind of ship, somewhat building on that that comment from from Christian about engagement and sort of being mindful and intentional. Another question that we often will get around event attendance is, uh, does event attendance play a role in admissions decisions? So what say you, Whitney Kessner? <laughs> um, generally, no. Um, however, you know, we definitely as you're going through this process and engaging in events, um, we have access to that information as to events that you've signed up for and, and you've registered for. Um, but for the most part, that's just helpful directional information for us to know uh, that you're taking advantage, that you're leveraging these resources that we're making available. Um, but not all the ways, not all the resources uh, that we have um, are, are something that you would sign up for. So Christian talked about reading the Discover Darden blog, you know, so we recognize you're going to be gathering information in many different ways. Um, event attendance is something that we have access to. Again, it can be helpful and directional. Um, I'd say, you know, generally at the 
extremes. Um, if we see somebody signing up for a whole host of events, but never attending, you know, that can, can send a signal as to their um, sort of interest and, uh, and sort of um, uh, sort of mindfulness of, about the the time and, and the resources available. And if somebody's you know hasn't yet um, been able to engage with any of our events, um, that may catch our attention too. We may see that as okay. We have more opportunities to help them learn about Darden. Um, so we see this as this is a long process, as I, I'm sure everyone going through it now can can very much relate to and attest to. Um, you know, there are different phases through this process of, of doing your initial research, working and then submitting your application, uh, potentially interviewing uh, with the, the schools to which you've applied, uh, hopefully being offered admission and then getting to make a decision about where you choose to matriculate. So um, there's, um, you know, I think the expectation is that hopefully you're going to be learning about and engaging with members of these communities throughout this full process. And so I, I never expect anyone to know everything and, and sort of have done everything, visited or attended all these events before they apply. Because a lot of times, you know, Christian talked about the time, you know, you're managing a lot of different things in your work and your personal life and, and researching schools. So give yourself some space uh, there. Give yourself some grace, uh, you know, as you're going through this and, and recognizing that each connection, there's so much value in that. And hopefully you're able to learn um, and uh, so get more of a sense of, of our community and, and your, um, you know, connection to it. But, you know, we definitely um, hope that uh, you'll sort of take that step back and realize, you know, at all these different touch points, we're going to uh, help facilitate and, and see opportunities to engage. Well, it's a great point that different things will matter differently to you as you move through the, the process of doing your research, developing your target school list, applying to schools, you get into the application process, you get admitted to some places, then you're really maybe drilling down even, even deeper on, on some of these program details and experience questions. Um, and so uh, we're going to move uh, slightly off script here. Katie Yielding, I'm, I'm going to come to you with a question, something that we hosted a workshop together around networking through the research process. And so I, I feel confident in your ability to answer this question, but some of our listeners listening to what Whitney was saying, was like, all right, well, there's different events and I can do this kind of research, but there's also a human element to this, right? There's current students, there's alumni, and we know that many of our prospective students will reach out uh, to current students and alums to kind of get a feel uh, for their experience. Um, when do you encourage people to reach out in this way? And what's a tip or two that you typically highlight for prospective students? Right, this is such an important point. And I think you know, it all comes from a good place. People want to learn more. They want to make those connections and make this experience feel a little bit more personal. And we understand that and want that for them in this um, exploration too. I think it's really important to start at this kind of top of the funnel, like we've been discussing, really doing that um, general research, starting to understand more big picture what's going on at a program, and then you know, spending your time figuring out what's important to you, knowing where you want to learn more and where you need more clarity after you've been able to take advantage of all the resources already available. At that point in time, I think it's most appropriate to start reaching out to individuals, whether it's student ambassadors or an alum, 
And, and then ask really targeted questions. I'd say if you're coming to somebody in our community to, to learn more, make sure that you're making great use of their time and your time. So you know, thinking in advance, how you want to reach out to them, um, what questions you want to ask, and then and then keep it really tight. Maybe it's just one to three questions that are going to be most appropriate for their audience. I'd make them specific based on what you can learn about them and based on your interest instead of you know, something more general like, why did you choose Darden? Um, that may be you know interesting conversation, but you know, as you are, you know want to make the, the best use of the time, you try to be more specific in nature there as well. So we know this can be a little bit of a balance to kind of find when's the right time to reach out to individuals, when's the right time to take advantage of other resources. But just remember, everybody's got finite time. Everybody in the Darden community wants to help and wants to um, make sure that you have a great idea of what it would be like to be here. And so, you know, in return, just being um, aware of when it's best to take advantage of those resources. So the watchword for our session today is all about intentionality, intentionality in your research, intentionality in how you get, engage with current students and alums, intentionality in your application and how you approach the application process. Um, we always ask the same last question of our guests. And so I know you've all provided so much advice here as part of this conversation, but you're all admissions pros. I know you have more advice to give. So Christian, I'm going to come to you uh, with this last question and come to you first. Um, what's the final piece of advice you would share with our prospective student listeners? I, I was hoping you would pick me last, Brett, so I could think about this <laughs> and offer something different, <laughs> but uh, I'll give it a shot. Um, I, I think especially MBA students, um, I would really encourage them to think about how they're bringing them their full selves to the, to this experience. Um, when, when they're engaging with us, it's, it's not just a job interview or when they're contacting uh, a current student or alum, it's not just for networking purposes. Uh, we're really interested in, in getting uh, to know them as a whole person. And I think that's something that they'll, they'll need to think about when it comes to uh, event attendance as well. We provide a wide variety of, of opportunities for students. One of the, the most recent events that I really enjoyed was talking uh, about student life with our Darden Student Association uh, leaders, uh, because that is a really uh, core experience uh, uh, to, to, the, to, to the Darden community. Uh, so as they engage with us and attend these different events, um, thinking about you know, what they might need from a career standpoint, from a living in Charlottesville, a community standpoint, uh, of course, an admission standpoint, and making sure that they're they're hitting all those different angles uh, when uh, they're considering applying, uh, and then afterwards where they choose to attend. All right, Whitney, um, what piece of advice would you share with our listeners here? Yeah, I, I talk a lot about how the process that you know you're going through uh, at this stage of applying and, and researching. Um, it's all building on the next step. Uh, so it's laying a great foundation. These connections that you may be talking to students or to uh, members of our team, you know, those are ways that this networking, uh, these building connections, uh, asking information, being open to learning about new experiences and, and that person's experiences. Um, you're gonna learn a whole lot about yourself 
through the application process. And then once you go to business school, you're going to continue to learn about yourself and you're going to have access to all these amazing opportunities and resources and, you know, the career search process will continue. And so the more that you get comfortable being uh, able to share your story, share that narrative, uh, best utilize these opportunities to, to connect uh, with others, it's all, um, it's all building towards that next thing. And, and that's certainly the uh, skills and experiences that you'll continue to have through, um, through, through your uh, professional career. But um, try not to think about sort of the, you know, this is uh, the one end goal is, is being admitted to, to business school. This is, this is a journey. This is, a, you know, definitely such a great learning opportunity on so many different levels. All right. And last but not least, Katie Yielding, that uh, and cleanup here. Final piece of advice. So much good advice already. Uh, Trying to think. So I think this process can be really all-consuming for some applicants that they can um, really take up a lot of their the time in their life going through all of this. And so I think my my advice at this stage would be to to keep it in perspective, to remember to spend time with your friends and family, you know, devote the appropriate amount of time, but don't let it uh, consume your entire life either. Keep perspective on on what this means. And, um, you know, remember your why, remember what got you started thinking about business school, stay the course on that. And, and maybe that'll help you get a little less caught up in the checklist and the events and all of these types of things that are more operational towards your business school goal. Because we want you to have fun through this process, get to know yourself better, get to know us better, and then make an informed decision. Um, but, but also keep your head on straight in the process. Well, thank you all for your wisdom and expertise. And, you know, I'm, there's so much out there for prospective students, just having this as a guide to help people orient to the events, think about how they can use the resources that we have and that are generally out there, whether they're admissions related or their social media accounts or blogs, or I'm gonna make a quick plug, admissions podcasts um, out, that are all out there to help you learn more about Darden and kind of meet you where you are. I, I will say beyond just the conversations that we have on the admissions podcast, if you are in that kind of application mode and you're working on an application, we do have a new application tips playlist, two hours of admissions advice. Some might say that's too much admissions <laughs> advice. <So> other, <laughs> other people might say it's not enough. You be the judge, though. There's only one way to figure that out. So 16 episodes all focused on different elements of the application and application process. You can find it on Spotify, um, but do just want to make a plug for those of you who are hard at work on an application. We're there to help you. The initial idea was an admissions committee and a playlist. So um, there we are. Listen, uh, listen, and hopefully it'll help you sharpen your application. But to our to our guests today, thank you so much for coming back on the podcast. Christian, Katie, Whitney, thank you for joining us. And thank you as always for your expertise. And that was my interview with three of my admissions colleagues, Christian West, Whitney Kessner, and Katie Yielding, all about conducting your MBA research. As always, if you have any comments, suggestions, requests, anything you'd like for us to cover here on the podcast, we're all ears. We can be reached at Darden, that's D-A-R-D-E-N, at virginia.edu. Until next time, stay safe, be well, and thanks for listening.